Pope. I am Stephanie Winslow, and I am so grateful to be with you this morning to bring to you a message from the Word of God. If you've got a cup, let's lift it up and ask the Lord, Lord, would you fill us up today with the hope that you have in store for us through the power of your Word. Um, I'm just delighted that uh, we get to sit in God's Word. I'm delighted that we get to be in His presence because in His presence, the Bible tells us there's fullness of joy in His presence. We find peace in His presence. Every need we have is met. He is our satisfaction. He is what uh, gives us the the purpose in our spirits to to be called forward to do something different to walk through changes um and i'm just delighted to be able to share god's word and his truth with you uh, because i know for me in my life it has meant all of the difference in the world i can't imagine what life would have been like um this last few years especially as you're what we walk through some difficult things i can't imagine what life would have looked like if I didn't have the foundation, the the rock of faith in Christ in my life to keep me going, to keep pulling me forward, to keep reminding me of truth, reminding me that this is not the end, that the best is, is yet to come. And that my hope isn't based on things of this world. My hope isn't based on, uh, you know, a rocking career. My hope isn't based on um, followers. My hope isn't based on um, on the possessions, uh, on success, on anything like that. My hope is based in Jesus Christ, who is all things and in everything. He holds it all together. So I just want to encourage you this Monday morning as you're heading out the door, perhaps you're heading into work or like me, maybe your kids have the day off. So you're hanging out with them, or whatever your day might look like, um, I just want and hope and pray for you that you have some moments today where you take time, you make the time to spend with Jesus and allow Him to speak to your heart and to really just fill you up with what it is that what that your heart and soul need. You know, we're walking through this series about trust and Today we're going to talk about love and I think this is one of those things that as a as a people we are just we're starved for real love. We're starved for knowing what real love even is or what it looks like. The world around us uh, and our culture tells us that love looks like this and, and you know looks like certain certain things or or that love doesn't look like the way that God has described it and laid it out in in the Bible. And that love is dependent on what somebody does for me or how they make me feel or what I can get from them. That it's love, according to our culture, is very self-serving. And yet we see God in the Bible and the way that he demonstrates love, it is very sacrificial it is all about giving up self, laying down our own comfort, laying down our own rights, laying down our own feelings and emotions about things. And, and that is what he does for us. 
He gave up comfort. He gave up power. He gave up a title. He gave up all of his fame, uh, not fame. He gave up all of his, um, his heavenly home to come to earth to, to go through suffering on our behalf. That is what love is. It is giving up something and, and giving into um, something that is better for the other person. It's putting another person ahead of yourself. That is what our God and Jesus Christ have done for us. I wanted to read a couple of verses as we're still parked in Psalm 86 because these two verses to me really just highlight um, what love looks like according to the Word of God, according to God. And it's Psalm 86. I'm going to read verses 13 and 15 to you. This is from the New Living Translation, and it says this, For your love for me is very great. You have rescued me from the depths of death. O God, insolent people rise up against me, but you, O Lord, are a God of great compassion and mercy. You, O Lord, are a God of great compassion and mercy. You are slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. Filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. What struck me as I was reading these verses is that the word um, for for love here, you're a God of great compassion and mercy, which that is actually the the word for love, and it's the same word used in the first part. For your love is for me is very great. There. Um, it's the word hesed, which means that it's a covenant kind of love. It's a covenant kind of love. It's a decision. It's the same kind of love between a man and a woman. It's that when we join in marriage as man and woman, as God has prescribed in his Bible, that in, in his holy word, that covenant between a man and a woman, that love that is united there, it's a decision. It's saying, I'm laying down my desire for anything outside of of this union and putting this union first and putting you, the other person, first and putting Marshall first. It's a decision to choose to love him over all the other priorities of of life. It's a choice to love him more than I love myself, to put him first, to make him my priority, to lay my myself down in order to lift him up and to love him. This covenant relationship has little, nothing to do with feeling but everything to do with a decision, everything to do with a choice, that I'm choosing to love you. I'm choosing to step into this covenant with you. I'm choosing every day. It's a choice, multiple times a day even. It's a choice. And this is the the love that God has for us. He is choosing. He made covenant with us. That is, it's beyond any emotion. Because if we're honest, the the emotion of love wavers and fluctuates like the wind, right? And like the tide coming in and out, it, it shifts and changes. But a covenant 
doesn't change. A covenant is based on a solid foundation. It's, you know, often it was signed, you know, and, and like back in the medieval times that you'd see documents signed in blood. It was a symbol that that document was, I'm, I'm giving my life for this document, basically. It, giving my life for this agreement, for this covenant. And that's the kind of love that our God demonstrates here, that his love isn't based on a feeling or emotion. Um, I'm working through a book with uh, a mastermind book study that I'm leading and it's the 15 Laws of Growth by John Maxwell. And one of the quotes that just keeps coming back to me from the book is that um, you, you cannot feel yourself into an action, but rather act yourself into a feeling. And that's this, the heart behind it is this motivation. What is your motivation? And if you're waiting until you're motivated to do something, then you're going to be waiting around for a really long time, right? Our motivation doesn't drive our action, but action drives the, the motivation. Action drives the feeling, the love. So if, if for example, if you, you know, you've been wanting to, to start exercising, you've been wanting to start a new habit in your life, if you're waiting for the motivation to do that, the feeling that to get the feeling to do it, I don't feel like doing this today. If you're waiting for that feeling to, to switch, you're going to be waiting and waiting and waiting. And typically we're going to get frustrated because we will, won't ever take that action that we need to take. Instead, if we take the action that we need to take, a step in that direction, um, and I, I've been noticing it this week for myself when I'm like, I have this moment of like, well, I don't really feel like doing that right now. Well, if I just go and do it, ignore the feeling, like I don't really feel like it, ignore that feeling and just go do the thing that I know I need to get done. Then afterward, I'm like, oh, that wasn't as bad as I thought. It didn't take as long as I thought. It, it, it wasn't as painful as I thought it might be. And, and now I'm actually excited to take the next step because I took the first step. The, the first step is always the hardest. And it's, to me, it's the this, this same thing that as we look at love. It's a decision that we're going to do the action first. We're going to step into the covenant. We're going to step into loving others around us because that's what our God does. And as we get to know him, then we want to become more like him. And we're asking the Holy Spirit to change us from the inside out. And this is one way that he can do that, that he's, that we aren't basing our love for God or, or Jesus based on our feeling toward him, based on, uh, on whether or not we feel his presence, based on whether or not we agree with his word. It's a choice. I may not like what I read because how I want to live may be different than what his word tells me, but I'm still going to obey his word. I'm still going to follow after his word because that's what his word says. It's not based on how I feel about it today. So his love for us is covers over every emotion. His love for us 
goes beyond a feeling. His love for us goes beyond a, you know, a whimsical emotion. His love is steadfast. And that's what this, these verses tell us. It's filled with unfeeling love and faithfulness. It's, um, some other versions of the word say that, um, it's steadfast. It's zealous for us. There's a zeal for us, a kindness toward us, goodness, a deep and tender affection. All of these things are based on a decision. God, from the foundation of the world, the time he created, Adam made a decision to love us. He loved us so much and every day, every moment of every day, he is choosing to love you. Not based on what you said or didn't say right, what you did or didn't do right, what you um, whether or not even you're choosing to follow after him. He's going to love you despite our choosing him. He loves us that much. Now his heart longs for us. His heart desires that we would be transformed and changed toward him. Our, his heart for us is what he knows is best because he is all-knowing. He wants what is best for us. So our best is to be in relationship with him. Our best, the best for us is, is to return that love and be in a love relationship with him. That is what his best is for us. These verses are a prayer from David. In the, a low spot of his life, when he has battles going on around him, people seeking after him to kill him, which was many occurrences in his life. Um, but it's, he is actually quoting some of the verses that Moses penned in a prayer that Moses penned in Exodus. We read in Exodus 34, verse 6. It's the same words. It's, Moses had, had gone up to the top of Mount Sinai and God told him, bring two stone tablets with you. And this was the second time because the first set of stones was broken. The second time Moses was going up and he told him he would meet him up there and they'd rewrite those, the, the Ten Commandments that were given to him the first time. And as God, his presence um, past, we see this recounting of the story in the Bible. And, and God spoke these words to Moses and telling him that I am a God, the God of who is compassionate, who is full of mercy and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. Steadfast love and faithfulness. He is abounding in love. His love doesn't run out. It's not that if he loves you so much that he can't love somebody else as much. He loves us all with the abundance of his heart. He has more love to go around than there are people. He has enough. There is never where his love will run out. He loves you more than you know. And his desire is that your heart would see that love, that your heart would get to experience that love, that your heart and your life, that you would turn your eyes toward him and stop running away from him. Stop thinking that he 
is just out to get you. Stop thinking that he's just waiting for you to make the next mistake and the hammer to fall. That isn't God's posture. He's a God of love. He's a God of mercy. He's a God of compassion. And he just wants to show you his love. He just wants to show you the peace that's available to you. He just wants to show you the comfort that's available to you. Instead of looking at all of these other things in the world to to bring you that comfort, that satisfaction, that love that you're so longing for from the depths of your soul. And all you need to do is just turn toward Him. Let's pray. Father God, I know that you see me and that you see each and every person watching Cup of Hope today. God, for each and every person who is at a place in their life where they need to feel your love today, they just need to be reminded that they are not alone. They need to be reminded that your love is great. That your love isn't based on your feelings. That your love for them isn't based on whether or not they are making good decisions or bad decisions. That your love isn't based on anything that we do or don't do or say or don't say, God. But your love is based on your covenant with us. You made a covenant to us. That you are going to choose moment by moment, millisecond by millisecond, day by day to love us and to pursue relationship with us because you are so good. I thank you, God, that your love for us isn't based on human, uh, human frailty. Your love isn't based on the human confines of love, God, that your love is expansive. There's more than enough to go around for all of us. Your desire is that every knee will bow and every heart will turn toward you. And there will come a day when that will happen. That at the name of Jesus Christ, every knee will bow. And God, I pray that we don't wait. That we don't wait another moment to turn our lives and our hearts over to you. That we choose today, now, in this moment, to say, Lord, I've had enough. Enough trying to do this life on my own. Enough living by my own definition of what life should look like or the world's definition. I'm tired of of just allowing my desire to rule my life. Because I'm miserable. I'm lonely. What I thought I wanted just isn't working out. And God, I pray that in those moments, we turn our hearts over to you. Speak, Lord, to your children. Would you draw our hearts to a deeper place with you, God? And would you remind us of your love for us? That your love is merciful, faithful, steadfast, abounding, and you are compassionate. And you are slow to anger. Thank you, God, for all this, that you choose to love us each and every moment of each and every day. 
And so grateful for you, Father, and grateful for those who are choosing to watch, choosing to spend time with you, choosing to listen and allow your Holy Spirit to change and transform them. May you receive all the glory, Lord, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for being with me today on Cup of Hope. I do pray that you have a blessed and wonderful day, that you experience the love of God more fully and completely than maybe you ever have today, that you have an encounter with God today. Be blessed, be well, and I'll see you, Lord willing, back here on Wednesday. Bye-bye.